opinions expressed on ACV Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. This is Willine Shah, your facilitator for I Love Braille, welcoming you on January the 11th, 2024. As you know, this event is sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind in Berkeley, California, and is supported by American Council of the Blind. Before we get started, for I have a question session, I have a question. Anybody who would like to share his or her experience as a poll star of the month, please raise your hand. And do not feel shy. If you have learned Braille, if you are at the stage of learning Braille at, at some stage, you may want to share your experience with others, and that's how others will benefit from you. So please raise your hand. Let's see if anybody is willing. All right, it looks people are shy. Okay, I'll think of something else. Uh, if people are not willing to share their experience with learning and using Braille, which I believe has benefited a number of people, particularly the beginner learners, but also the people who have been using Braille could learn how to make it more efficient, you know, how to make a more efficient use of Braille. So We do have a raised hand from Joel. Oh, do we? Okay. Hey. Joel. Hey, um, Joel. So yes. we're just, this is a Q&A day, right? Yes. Today, yes. Today is Q&A so session. A, yeah, so I had a question. And Hold it's on. Because I'll take your question, of... definitely. Can you What's hear that? me? Yeah, can uh, you hear I'll me? I'll certainly take your question. But before <laughs> that, you know, I was asking for the next week, we need a poll star. And oh, uh, if anybody is willing to be a poll star and share his or her experience, using and learning and using Braille, but it looks nobody's willing. So anyway, okay. let's take your question, Jewel. Yeah, I've already done my poll star, so I don't think we want yeah, to I hear know, my story all over again. I know, I know. You, I, you, you did. You did. Thank you so much. Um, so I um, have been seeing a lot of formatting, um, the formatting symbols for UEB a lot more lately. Um, the more and more I read Braille, the more and more I see them, which makes sense. And I was wondering if there is a pattern to them that makes it a little easier to memorize, like which one's bold, which one's italic, what you know, which one's underlined. Is there a pattern to those? All right. That's so my your question. question is about which one is bold, which one is underlined. And it, did you use the word highlight? Yeah, all, all the different uh, formatting. Like, is there a pattern to yeah. what means what? Yeah. Like, is to there help is. memorize. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, Thank you. Uh, before we uh, have the people, oh no, let's see, let's take other questions as well. Because nowadays we first take the questions and then we pick up the first question first and ask people to answer. But there is definitely a pattern. And I would like to clarify as I understand, highlight means any of the type font, whether it is bold or underline or italic or uh, in, in any other format. That's what we uh, call highlighting in the cited word. I'm not cited, though. 
<laughs> so I, I stand to correction anyway. Okay. All right. Very good. So anybody else has a question? We'll take all questions first so that we know how many people. So anybody else? Rick has his hand raised. Okay. I guess it's more on the order of hey, a suggestion than a, than a question. Uh, yes. I've observed that when you have expressions where you have words or like a, a title, anyway, uh, an expression which is words separated by dashes or hyphens or slashes, and, mm -hmm. and you're not supposed to break them up, it often leaves most of a line blank. I wonder what is the likelihood that they'll make the modification that if you have like two words, okay, let's say you have uh, in a in a Braille book review, you'll have a title dash, and then the uh, DB number dash the author. Mm -hmm. uh, if they can't get that all, uh, especially forget about the author for now. But uh, if they can't get all that on one line, they'll move mm -hmm. to the next line and start. And I'm I'm wondering would would it be too much of an adjustment, or would it confuse the computers to let you break an expression that's words separated by a dash, hyphen, or slash to use a dot five after an existing dash or hyphen and then go to the next line? I'm not talking about breaking up an individual word like, say, dictionary, D-I-C hyphen, shenary. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I know no. you can't do that. But no, no, you can't. It's, yeah. I know you can't do yeah, that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but a situation where there's already in print a hyphen or a dash, would it be so unreasonable to be allowed to break that up with a dot five and then go to the next line? Okay. This is quite a, a high-level question, but we will definitely find answer to that, and we'll definitely try to find the answer. Okay, okay let's see who answers the question. We don't have any more fans. No more? Okay, all right. So we'll take Jules' question first. And it's about the pattern used in the type forms like bold, italic, under, underscore, or underline. Anybody who has the answer, if you have noticed any pattern, please respond. We have Linda with a raised hand. Linda Pai? Okay. All right, Linda Pai. Yes. The mnemonic I use is bold is a four five, and it looks, it reminds me of a B. And the underline mm -hmm. is a four five six, and that reminds me of a line, although it's perpendicular to an underline. And then the italic is just one six, and that's okay because that's four six, the, right? Yeah, that's the, for six, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is in mm -hmm. in um the old braille for anything that you want to highlight. So that, that's easy for me to remember anyway. But those are the mnemonics that I use if it's any help to you. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So italic is has been retained what it was in the old braille. And of course there was no bold or underscore at that time. Everything highlighted was shown in only one way in the old braille, but in the new braille. So bold is like reverse B and underscore is all three dots on the other side of L. 
Okay, so that is that the answer you were, you were expecting, Jewel? That will definitely help me. B for bold, it L is. for line. Thank you. <laughs> okay, let's see if anybody else has any more information to add. Um, Rick has his hand raised. Yes. I yeah, actually, Linda did a better job than I would. Yeah. Linda did a better job on that part of the, the question than I would have, although I was going to say some of the same stuff. However, the the that takes care of the first cell of the uh, indicator. The second cell, and I'm not sure what you use for a mnemonic, but if, if you only want to apply the special typeface to a single character, uh, a dot two three follows the indicator. It tells you what kind of special face. So if there's a bold character, you'd have your dot four five and then a two three, or an italicized character is four six and then two three before the character, and then for the entire word, it's just a dot two. So a bold word would be four five and then two, and then your word. Well, uh, a character, I mean, uh, for a passage, which is more than two words, three or more, it's a drop G. And, and again, I'm not sure what mnemonic to use for all that. Maybe the, maybe the drop G for the GE at the end of passage, I don't know. But anyway, it's, a, it's a two, three, four, two, three, five, six. So if you're a bold passage, you have your four, five, and then your two, three, four. Five, six, and then the terminators for all of those things are the same indicator for bold italics or underlines, and then a dot three. So a dot four five, then a dot three would end your bold passage, or a four six, then three would end your italicized passage. And there's a, an, an analogous thing for script or for even small capitals. I don't know if we need to go into that, but it's but those things are available to you in UEB. And it's the same pattern. You have your indicator for the special typeface and then whether you want one character, a word, or a passage. And then if it's a passage, you have your terminator with the same indicator then a dot three. Where is mud? Linda might have something to contribute as well. Um, the mnemonic I use for the the length of the symbol is if you're only doing one single character, it's two, three, as Rick said, which sort of looks like or feels like the number, the print number one. And the drop G you can think of as that's a lot of dots. So they must be following a lot of words. And that those okay. are the two mnemonics I use. Well, the, the one word, anyway, you, I can see your one comparison going for a word or a single character is, to, is dot two or three. Do you have yeah. a mnemonic for that? Oh, the two or three. Well, that, that's the, the one. So it's, it stands for one letter. I'm sorry. And then the, the dot two is just, you know, it's almost like a comma. So you think, okay, this is the rest of this. The whole word is it. That's that okay. that one. That mnemonic is very very weak. But the, the okay, two, when you say one, you're thinking of a print one. A print, yeah, a, a print one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, good enough. Thanks. Dawn might have something to add. So I've got something for the parentheses and the brackets and like the braces, I guess. So, um, you know, when I was using this, honestly, to help um, somebody out um, actually a couple of days ago. So the parentheses, you know, if it's open, that means, you know, picture your alligator, his mouth is open, he's hungry. And then when it's closed, he's, heck, you, heck, you could even, heck, you could even go as far as to say that the dot that's outside and inside the parentheses is his tongue sticking out like I'm hungry, feed me. And then he's got something in his mouth when it closes. So the brackets, um, you know, his mouth are open and his tongue sticking out and his teeth are showing. And then when he's closed his mouth, he's got something in his teeth and he's eating. And then like the braces, I guess, because they're dots four, five, six. After that, you know, that's just more teeth. You know, he's got something. He's got something in between, in, in between his chompers. <laughs> I know it's not. Is it a mnemonic? No, but it's something. Frankly, the person I was using it to help. Well, I was using it to help um, somebody out who who is also a braille instructor, and you know, helping them help their student out. So they were kind of laughing about it. And they were actually using it quite a lot when they were working on parentheses. So. <laughs> okay. We don't have any more raised hands with, oh, Linda just raised her hand. Right. The mnemonic I use for parentheses is one of your hands. And if you look at your left hand and just have it up so your thumb is out hanging off the edge, that really gives you the shape of the dots for the open parentheses, which is, um, well, dot five, but then one, two, six. And you do if you do the same maneuver with your right hand, you'll have the dot five, then you have your dot three, four, five. And that makes it easier because you always have your hands with you. You don't have to imagine any alligators. But it's all cool. Whatever works best for you, that's the thing to do. Okay. So there's something that... to be checked. And it really, uh, sorry. Uh, who is uh, asking, Dawn? This, this is Jewel. This is Jewel uh, okay. now. Yeah. yeah Jewel, Dawn. Jewel. All right. I think there was a little confusion on parentheses. I don't think it's one, two, six, and um, three, three, four, four six. Oh, it's three four five. Okay, never mind. Three four five. I misheard. Never mind. Okay. So, what what's your question? You you don't see that, or what? What did you say? I misunderstood uh, what number she was saying. I was like three four five does not make sense for that, but three four six is what mm -hmm. she said. Uh, no three three four six is what I heard. It was three four five. I just was yeah. very confused. I was like three four six is not the right shape for parentheses, but she was right. I misheard it. I'm bad with numbers. Okay. okay. That's okay. Yeah. Three four five. When you close parentheses, it is dot five plus three four five. Yes. Okay. Very good. So did you get the answer to your uh, 
question about the pattern in the type form. Yes, finding those patterns helps yeah. a lot. Thank you. Yes, it, it's easier to remember. You know, I don't know why, but they decided to they chose to have two dots for the character and one dot for the word. I personally believe it should be the other way around. Yeah? One dot, one character. I was more the dots, same thing. More dots, word, you know. <laughs> but anyway. I thought the same we thing. Have to, we, the... we have to go with the flow. And uh, uh, that's how it is. Two dots represents the character. One dot, dot from the two, represents the word. And a dot, two, three, four, I mean, two, three, five, six, begins a passage. Whether it is bolded, underlined, or italicized. Okay, very okay. good. Yes. So, Jewel, um, do you have more any more question about this or any other thing to ask? Not at this time. Thank not you. Time. Okay. Yes. Now, Rick's question about using a hyphen or dash or slash, as far as I remember. Uh, I think, Rick, you went to ask about the table of contents, right? Or a, no, or not table. really. I was, no, I was thinking ordinary really. text. Uh -huh. Where you have uh, uh -huh. like three words separated by a hyphen or something with a, an expression with a slash in it that takes up a, at least half a line. And they go, to, they drop to the next line for the whole <laughs> thing. So you have almost a whole line blank. And uh, yeah. as I understand it, that's what you have to do now. And I'm just, uh, probably have to go to, uh, to ICEB to even suggest a change. Yeah. But okay. as it okay. seems Got to it. me that it wouldn't confuse the computers anymore to, to allow <laughs> using a dot five to separate an expression at an existing slash hyphen or dash than it does to break up a uh, web address, say, with a dot five. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it seems like a reasonable adjustment. Yeah, let's see if anybody has any explanation or any concern to share with Rick. Please raise your hand. I think Linda had a hand raised, but now I yeah. see it's lowered. I'm not sure. <laughs> I I had my hand up, but then Rick mentioned that you can already do that in a web address because some of those web addresses are ridiculously long. So I yeah. agree with Rick. Why not do it for some of these other things and to save space? I mean, <clears throat> that was the 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 guiding principle of, of the old Braille, but you didn't have to totally abandon it for, you know, consistency <laughs> with with print. <laughs> so I'm with you, Rick. Okay. All right. So you're sharing his concern, you know. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Let's see who else to speak on this matter about using. We have that. no further raised hands. No hand raised. Okay, but yes, uh, Rick and Linda, you're so right. Just for the sake of, you know, having a long expression, uh, you know, containing dashes or slashes, uh, we don't want to waste the space in Braille. But that guiding principle you talked about, about old Braille, has been abandoned, and I don't know why, you know, because Braille takes a volume. It's a, it's a small book, 
in the in the print results into one or two volumes in braille. We want to save space, and that was the guiding principle when we had that old braille eBay. But in the UEB, the guiding principle is braille follows print with certain restrictions and exceptions. So the restrictions are like you cannot divide an expression when there are dashes or slashes. I think that rule needs to be changed. And I don't know, but if we can reach out that uh, the International Council, yeah, ICEB, International Council on English Braille, they are the ones who determine about rules. And probably we have to first to reach out BANA, Braille Authority of North America. Uh, let's see if anybody has any information how to reach out BANA first. Because BANA will then, I believe, gather different concerns coming out from the Braille readers and writers and then uh, pass it on to ICEB. International Council on English Braille. So, let's see if anybody has the information on how to reach out Banner. Please raise your hand. They are no reasons. Okay, nobody knows. All right. No. Yeah. Nolan has his hand raised. All right, Nolan, go ahead. We need your help. Nolan, you are still muted. Sorry, my... um. Hello. Zoom is being very stupid and I'm not very happy about this. Um anyway, um what was the question? The question is how to reach out, how to contact Banner, Braille Authority of North America. If we want to express our concerns about the way it's written in UEB, we want to protest or at least express our concern and tell the people who make decisions. Banner is our local chapter of ICEB. Mm -hmm. Do you know how to reach out, how to reach Banner? Any email address or phone number? No, not at this time. No, okay. okay. So, so I any? would I yeah. would reach out. So here's what I would do is I would reach out to community at acb.org and have them get you the contact information that you need. What I oh, would sure. Do. I'll appreciate it, yes. And so, that's the only way to get their contact information that way. Um, another thing I want to bring up, too, is I was running into a little bit of a, a, a train wreck this past week. And uh, I think it was Friday. It was I was reading some news off of a web, off of a, a radio station website, and I've noticed how the headlines that are written in print that are also showing up on the Braille display when voiceover puts the information out, I've noticed that the heading markers, like from heading one to heading level three, have different um, dot indications, uh, Braille dot indications, now, what do they, like, from heading level one to heading level three, what does that stand for? Is that 
for screen reader navigation with Braille display use? This is yet another high-level question, particularly for those who are not using e-reader. It's a little bit confusing. But sooner or later, I believe everybody should be using e-reader if you want to read Braille and if you have to have uh, more exposure to the information provided in print, then an e-reader is your door to get to the print world. So Yeah, and I'm using an NLS yeah, Braille e-reader, yeah. humanware Braille display that I got from the, uh, the BSVP Braille and Talking Book Library <laughs> up in Lansing, Michigan, and that's where I got it from. And they put me mm -hmm. on the list to receive the Braille e-reader. Great, yeah. And, by and the way, I'm, I'm liking it. It's 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 very reversible. <laughs> it's very usable and very user friendly, and it's small and compact too. And I can like wear it around my neck, and I can even also, if I have to, if my uh, if I can't use a braille display, I can use my phone as a backup, and I can also rely on speech and braille. But most of the time, when I do reading. I will have to turn speech off and rely on me trying to figure out what these words are, but sometimes it's hard to tell what's being brailled up on the braille display electronically. Okay, all right. So, uh, and, I and I appreciate, you know, allowing me to step in and I want to apologize from all the noise in the background earlier when I was trying to uh, unmute and uh, my apologies. No, that's okay. okay. No uh, um, we can only we do, do have, so much. We do have four raised hands. Uh, some of them maybe okay. to answer your BANA question. Okay. Um, and then All right. we Let's can see. move on to Nolan's uh, question. Oh, okay. So Linda's up first. Uh, if I were to contact BANA, what I would do first would be go to their website and under the tab, contact us or <laughs> about us or some some verbiage along that line. That should give you contact information because I am certain that they are interested in information from user Braille users. So yeah. go to the horse's mouth. Just go to BANA. Correct. So... Yes, somebody can do that, you know, and uh, uh, in fact, I might even do that later today. All right, then why don't we do it and then get the information and share it with the whole group? There are 24 I can do that, yeah. I can even send it to community at acb.org and have them pass the, pass the word on okay. to whoever needs it, too. So let's get the that's information today or next Thursday, okay, and share it. With yeah, the that's, what I, that's what I'll do. Thank you. All right, good for you. Thank you. Now, uh, before we move on, uh, I see that there are at least five or six beginner learners. They are my Braille 101 students, and they are not exposed to e-reader. So for them, just to clarify, whether we call it e-reader or a Braille display, we are talking about the same thing. E-reader is the device provided by NLS, that is National Library Service. And that device is nothing but a Braille display. Now, what is a Braille display? 
a braille display shows in braille what's on the screen on the computer. And if you, let's say you are reading a fiction, so you bring a fiction on the computer, and if you have your braille display connected to the computer, line by line or you know word by word, you can read it through the braille display. This basic information I'm providing because there are some people here who are not exposed to braille uh, display or e-reader. So once again, e-reader or braille display, these are the two different terms used in different contexts, but this, we are talking about the same technology. Okay, now, you said there are some four hands up, so let's go to the next. Yes, next up we have Eric. Yes. Yeah, as Rick. usual, Linda's spot on. Um, but in case anybody didn't offhand know the website for BANA, it's brailleauthority.org, all lowercase. B-R-A-I-L-L-E-A-U-T-H-O-R-I-T-Y.org. And from then on, just like she said, look for About Us or contact us. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. but we still need something like email address, something like info at brailleauthority.org or something, you know, help desk. Or... So I will also contact uh, Judy Dixon. You know, she was with us as our guest speaker. Uh, and if I can get the response from her, because these people, Judy Dixon and Deborah Kendrick and all, they are top level uh, people in the decision-making body. But then at the same time, they are too busy so we may or may not get response to my email, but I'll definitely try. Okay, and next one. Next up, we have Joel. Okay, so okay, I yeah. have, yeah, I have something for both about the changes for Braille question, and also I wanted to see if you could reword his question about that because i don't think i'm quite understanding like is he wanting to learn contracted with the e-reader or is he looking for symbols i'm not quite sure correct yeah so let's have it uh, reworded i'm pretty sure many others did not quite understand the question mm -hmm. so i'm i believe you're not the only one yeah okay is what that was that it was no one wasn't it Yes, it yeah. is Nolan. No, please. Uh, uh, yes. Repeat your question or reword it. Yes. So the question was Do the dots for the heading level navigation, when the Braille dots come up on the Braille display, as H uh, letter, uh, letters? Uh, LVH for level uh, and then HD for heading. What does that stand for? Is that for screen reader navigation? Oh, so you're using your e-reader with your phone or uh, computer, correct? Yes, with the okay. iPhone. Yeah, so that's going to be your screen reader headings and level, um, like heading level one, HD, and then LVL1, right? Yes. Um, yeah, that's going to be your JAWS um, indicators. Um, and you can find all that information through your JAWS Braille help files, like what those stand for. And you can also yeah, adjust I'm those through your JAWS settings. So I'm actually using iOS and I'm using voiceover. 
Oh, okay. Oh, so that would be a voiceover. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but all the indicators like that are going to be the same across devices. So like LVL and HD, and there's a couple other ones out there. Um, those are going to be indicators that you'll be JAWS and voiceover will use the same um, abbreviations for those. So you can look in the JAWS help files to learn those abbreviations. Um, okay. I don't know that there's any for voiceover specifically, but it's going to be the same thing. Okay. And um, then, in, yeah. Oh, sorry. So, I say in, in other words, the e-reader reflects the screen reader that you are using, yes. whether it is voiceover yes. or Right. Yes, those will be specifically uh -huh. your screen reader giving you indicators. Um, knowing what heading and things are can be helpful for advanced uh -huh. layouts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And yeah. then for the... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Adding something? Um, like, for the Braille thing, let me let me go ahead and do that and then we'll let no one continue if that's okay. Yes. Um, I, I actually would um, suggest contacting our affiliate rather than going straight to BANA, which is your Braille Revival League, BRL, um, because mm -hmm. the more people we get on board to, to address BANA, because they are such busy people and they get a lot of suggestions, the more people they hear from, the more likely they are to do changes. So if they hear from a, a Braille organization, which... Braille Revival League would be, they're more likely to make changes because um, they'll go, oh, you know, this is such a big deal that the, you know, the organization. So, you know, reaching out to the organization and then reaching out to the members of the affiliate of ACB, BRL is more likely to listen to the ACB members because we're they're an affiliate of our organization. And then through them, they can do some um um, advocacy for a change if they, you know, if they think that that's a really good idea, and I personally think it is. So, you know, that would be a better ladder, I think. Um, they're more likely to listen to an organization than one person, if okay. that makes sense. Well, the blind and visually impaired, they are a state affiliate of American Council of the Blind as well. What's that? Uh, Michigan Cut Council off. Blind and Visually Impaired, they're also a state affiliate of American okay. Council. I don't recognize that one. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, so affiliates would be the best way to go because those are affiliates of our membership, of our organization mm -hmm. that we are members of. They're more likely to listen to us directly and then yeah. going yeah. from there. Um, also, like, you know, East Bay Count, um, Center for the Blind, um, mm -hmm. their members, if they want to address it, and then East Bay can always address it directly to BANA um, because they're more likely to listen to you than individual people. Yeah. It's just the latter. So, um, the I, I believe we, as far as the East Bay Center for the Blind is concerned, uh, I'm the only one who takes care of real issues. Okay. So yeah. Then you can rather send it to me. But ultimately, I'm going to need the contact information for Vanna. Yeah. So, I think you had a good idea going so, to Judy Dixon yeah, for that. Sure. But then, of oh. course, then, then I'll reach out to Banner on behalf of the East Bay Center for the Blind. Exactly. That should make a difference. You are you know, a representative of the membership of the East Bay Center for the Blind. Yeah. So, you are representing a large group of yeah. people. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, instead <laughs> of Belisa writing as an individual, it will be East Bay Center for the Blind writing, you know. Right. So that, that makes a difference. 
Sure. Yeah, it's yeah, just that. Yeah. Yeah. If we're gonna mm -hmm. do individual emails, we're gonna need a lot of people to reach out versus organizations. If like two organizations reach out, they go, Oh, wait, they're representing hundreds and or thousands of people. So that could yeah. make a big difference. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, if you write to Brain Revival League, you know, be sure to mention that please forward this concern to Banna so that, you know, they can be uh, more careful about that, more responsive. Also, the Braille Revival League could even put out a poll to their membership and go, hey, is this an issue for y'all? And, you know, if so many people say yes, it's an issue, then they know that it's a concern for a large group of people. Whereas an individual, it's a lot harder to put out a poll to a lot of people. Yeah, it's a very okay, concerning perfect. situation, too. All right. So moving on to answering Nolan's question about uh, those short forms. It's pretty much covered, but anybody else? Would like to add yeah, more information is, about. Um, yeah. Next up is Dawn. Okay. So yeah, I was gonna say. So also too, Nolan. I, mm -hmm. Can you guys still hear me? Okay. Yes, yes we I can. Fine. Okay. So what I was also going to say is yeah. that the so that tells you so not only is that for screen reader navigation. But that also tells you where you're at heading level wise. So let's say the heading. So like, let's say you're in an article. Yeah. And let's say the title. So like, let's say you're in an article about the best apps of 2024. Okay. Let's just say you're there and you're doing that. And then you have the apps, like the name of the article. That's heading level one. Then you have heading level two. You have your category name so finance and then heading level three you have your stuff like your app names and things but okay. you know that's where that's going to be at because that tells you you know like that doesn't just help with screen reader navigation purposes that helps with navigating websites for your own purposes because um, okay does that like does that make any sense? Like if you're navigating something and you're doing whatever, that's why I always say headings are a good idea because of that situation right there. I don't know if in previous conversations we had talked about that or not. I don't think so, but that's something new. I just discovered this past week because I was on the WSJM.com website reading a news article and I've noticed that there was some heading markers that came up on well, the logo. Well, that's why, because I'm sure, because too, the more, like the more things that the article goes into and breaks down, they're mm -hmm. going to probably put it into headings. I'm not saying every website's going to do this because not every website's accessible, but if right. you don't want to read I've, about the stock market here. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if what I'm saying is making any sense to you or anybody else that's on the same level. Or, you know, I'm sorry if that sounded bad, but yeah, I don't know if what I'm saying is making any sense to anyone here, but that's kind of what my take on this would be for you. Yeah. What I yeah. said when I was let's, in let's the. Get, let's get it from Nolan. Uh, did, did you understand uh, at least some of it what Don said? Nolan? 
Yeah. So what I was going to say yeah. is that yeah. um, when I was on, when I was in the braille room on Sunday, um, yeah. uh, there was a person that I was in with, her name is um, uh, uh, one of the new people, uh, one of the new people that I was in uh, a room with uh, told me that there's like uh, LDL for heading level and then mm-hmm. and then you have a number sign followed and it tells you like okay heading level three or four yes. depending on what web page you're on if i remember correctly I, it's kind of hard to remember i mean it's and i i, I appreciate it your back end in too it is confusing because frankly like I would want to take that stuff off so it doesn't do that, but I do kind of understand why it's there. So I do, frankly, I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you what I would do. If you have to navigate by heading, just pay attention to the heading title. So again, like an app thing, if you're just looking for finance, so like if you're just looking for a specific app category, so you're looking for finance, let's right. just, let's say, just pay yeah. attention to your heading level. Just pay attention to your heading titles. Don't necessarily, you don't necessarily have to look at the heading levels for that kind like of the, thing. Like the headline, <laughs> the title, basically. If it's a subsection, mm-hmm. is it a, it, it, so basically pay attention to like the sub, the, 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 the like the heading title, like this. Yeah. Pay attention to that and then any heading titles, so like finance. And then if you're looking to see, oh, okay, I want to see what they say about Chase, the Chase banking app. And I'm just using stuff as examples. You know, then you can just pay attention. And then when it says Chase, you're like, oh, that's it. But that's, but they're going to break it down into those heading levels because you don't want everything on heading level one or you don't want basically no one, you don't want all your eggs in one basket. And that's what they <laughs> do this. You want to separate the heading. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're gonna separate it. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So thank you, Don, for your input. Hey, thank you, Don. And when you have a question and Don does not respond, I'll be surprised. <laughs> she is an e-reader master. But we do have four uh, more hands up. So yeah. we have a couple, so we had um so, like I said, we had a couple people um, that, that we had a new person that has an e-reader. So, um, that told me a story behind this where hers, um, uh, last I think last year, she spilled uh, some water on it. And in, it made one of her space bars not work. That makes sense uh, because, yeah, that makes sense. And I'm sorry to jump in again, but yeah, because it, because water and drinks and things, it will get in there and it could short some things out. Like yeah. basically when it gets stuck in there, it doesn't dry. It's not like you spill water on a table and it dries. No, it gets stuck and it makes things hard. And yes, it can short things out yep. and make it. So the things don't work. So again, she tried her braille, her, braille, her NLS braille e-reader fixed, 
And I don't know if that resolved the issue. Well, yeah, because they had to take the parts out probably and dry them off and then put them back in. Or maybe some of them parts in there, I don't want to say they got eroded, but you know what happens to water sometimes, to metal when water hit, when water is involved with it sometimes. It rusts. Yeah. That's you know, what I don't so. know what kind of cuttings. I don't know what kind of stuff's there, but that might be what it is. So anyway, honestly, if I were you, try to keep drinks and things like that away from your precious Braille e-readers as much as you possibly can. Yes, absolutely. That's what okay. I, that's so, I do. I we'll, keep... we'll move to next person because we have some poor hands up. But thank you so much for sharing plenty of information, Don, and we leave you. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. Let's go to next. Uh, Still keeping Edward. it in Ohio. Next is Michael. Next is another Ohio. Yes, Michael Moore. What more? Right. Like yeah. Well, more I guys say okay with like with the uh, anything with your headings or any anything that you know and any elements that come up on a page or whatever, different screen readers and or operating systems like. Jewel said earlier, it's going to show up a little different. And okay, say if you another thing, say if you're reading a BRF book, human uh, like for example, I noticed that Humanware it, uh, shows th sometimes different symbols or whatever shows up differently than what say for example like a Freedom of Scientific display shows up because you know different operating systems show up you know, have, have different things show up differently. Because it's like different braille tables and stuff like that. How would they do it? And the other thing, you know, when you're using any type of braille display or whatever, or even paper, make sure your hands are good and clean when you when you use them. Okay. So are you saying that if we use a VRF file, these uh, symbols will not show up? Well, it depending. It's sometimes like, I'm like, like, for example, like an apostrophe. For example, I've noticed. Yeah. Sometimes in like a T, like not not necessarily BRF. I should say a TXT. Say if you open yeah. up a TXT file on your <laughs> e-reader, which is okay. So like a dot TXT, and if and it shows up as apostrophe, sometimes it's going to show up as like a dot, like four five six period. I've also seen that, which is mm -hmm. weird. Yeah. And I don't know the reason why it doesn't. Yes, I've noticed that. Uh, on some TXT files and things I open up on my human or e-reader, mm -hmm. and I and I and, and I've seen it like on the on, on the computer because I use Jaws and I use a Focus uh, I use a Focus Forty Fifth Generation uh, uh, Braille display with Jaws. It shows up as a regular apostrophe, but Humanware shows up as like a like almost like a bullet or like a I think a bullet is four, uh, four or five four or five six and then next. Yeah, period, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, in other words, uh, you do not find a uniform pattern when you use e reader because it is subject to what screen reader you are using, what format your text is in, you know, is it in a text format or a word format, correct? Uh, it, it, like I said, it could be, a, it, it, I think it's a combination of a lot of stuff. Also, like the because like, so, sometimes okay, uh, sometimes though like your different operating systems, 
and even different screen readers will more than likely use different Braille tables okay. for yeah. English, for example, oh. I think. Dawn, help oh, yeah. me out with this. Okay. We um, okay. have Sorry. nine minutes to the hour and four days, Tanzaleen. Yeah. Okay. So we go to our okay. next person, which is Terry Nettles, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Hi. I just just to yeah. go back. I have a I have a question on something that we have been discussing. Um, it was uh -huh. it. I'm actually on lesson fifteen in my transcribing course, and it is about oh, yeah. the, um, you, type forms. Okay. Resource. Go ahead. Yeah. But but no. This is this is a question that I have. So this. <laughs> okay. So you know we were talking about the the bold. You know the bold yes. and the underline yes. and all that. Yes. Then there's yes. the dot four, which is the script. What is the script? What does that mean? Script. That dot uh -oh. four okay. that's below. You know, before the word like dot four and then dot, and then dot two, or or the or if it's uh, you know a, uh, a character or whatever. So what is that? What is script? And then dot two? Yeah, that means that's the word that is script. But what does that mean? Does that mean like superscript or subscript or what is that? <laughs> okay. All right, you guys, right. what is it? Linda hey, or Terry? Rick probably knows. Terry, yeah. let, let, let's take your question next, you know, but other people who have raised hand, maybe they have some answer to Nolan's question or something else. So okay, we will have but I just wanted to know what that is so I can complete yeah, the Yeah, 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 I know, you. I know. Let's see if anybody knows. All right, thank okay. you. Okay, that, that's Alice an interesting question. Next. Okay, who's Sorry. next? Alice. Hello. Alice I, Hello. I thought I had my ra hand raised much earlier, so I'm a little late. To I know, but I hope your hand is not tired. Uh, I wanted to let you all know that the hour that you had last week really is a kickoff to the eight hours of Braille Matters by the Braille Revival League was such a good program with Deborah Kendrick. And then I listened to most of the next eight hours on ACB Media. And in that very next hour, which was the first hour provided by the Braille Revival League, one of the, I think she was the very first guest, was a lady from Canada who is in charge of either BAN or ICEB and she spoke for about 10 minutes and she gave the information about contacting the organization to give the suggestions that is such as the one that Rick has proposed today. And I did not take down the address. It was such a simple address, email address, but I did not braille it out, and I don't remember it, but ACB Media is rebroadcasting all eight hours of the Braille Matters, and I believe it's at 8 Eastern for the next two weeks, I should say, and if I'm correct in remembering, it begins the rotation of the eight hours at eight o'clock Eastern, four o'clock Eastern, and then midnight. And if you listen to the first 20 minutes of that long broadcast or podcast or however you choose to listen to it, you will hear this lady from Canada speak and she will 
also let you know how to contact exactly what you're talking about. And I believe she said, as someone or as Valine mentioned, that our representative from the United States is Judy Dixon. And so she, of course, would be a good source. And many uh, points that all of you contributed, I certainly agree with that coming from a larger group is sometimes better. But, you know, sometimes those individual comments, if someone is really a good writer and presenting a point extremely well, may be advantageous as well. So don't just expect the larger groups to send comments. They accept from individuals also. So I, you know, ask that you all think of that as well. But try to listen to that uh, rebroadcast or the podcast so that you can hear that information besides going to the website that's already been mentioned braillethority.org. And then as far as script is concerned for Terry, just as italics in print is a different kind of of script or print, I'm wondering if that, what you're referring to in the Braille transcribing course, uh, sometimes there is a typeset that is used that mimics cursive to a certain extent. And I wonder if that is being used for these electronic signatures or whatever, however that may be. And so they're giving you an indicator for something that is in script or more like cursive. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Okay. But well, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. And also, Alice, what channel on the ACB media is that going to be broadcast? Yeah, I know it's on... ACB Media 8. 8. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I that. I'm sorry I didn't get to say that earlier. <laughs> thank you. Okay. So, um, you can also download interrupt. those files too. Sorry to interrupt. Wait, um, about two minutes to the end of the hour oh. and four hands. Um, oh, so wow. can we... So I request um, everybody to be... A brief and also please keep in mind that once the an hour is over, we will not be streamed. So even though we continue, we will not be streamed. So thank you so much for streaming, Brad. Appreciate your help. And we will just continue a little further. And you may stop anytime you need you have. Okay, who is next? Um, let's start with someone we haven't heard from yet, Teresa. Teresa, uh, okay. Oh, Teresa. I see she lowered her hand. Sorry. So then let's move to, to uh, Joel. Okay. Yeah, so I had Joel. something further to add about the uh, Braille formatting for screen reader and e-reader. Um, mm-hmm. Depending on what screen reader you're using, you'll want to look at the Braille verbosity settings. On JAWS, that's going to be in Braille settings, and there's different verbosity settings. In VoiceOver, specifically for Nolan, if you go into Accessibility, VoiceOver, Verbosity, if you go into each, the headings are not there, but like links and container information are there, and you can set those to speech, Braille, sound, or nothing. Um, And that may help you with some of the navigation using your VoiceOver. Um, JAWS oh, okay. also has these, but 
Yeah, so there, you know, there's different ones depending on what screen reader, but that's specifically voiceover. So. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So we have some good experts here. Okay. Who is next? We can move Rick? to Teresa. Okay, I'll Teresa. make my question real I'll make my question real quick. Um, I have a button that is stuck on my e-reader, on my NLS e-reader. It's the um, first button on the left next to that um, round button. And it, it'll work a little bit, but it's kind of, I think maybe something did get on it, and I'm, I'm not sure when it happened or how it happened, but I'm just wondering what I could do to avoid having it to send it to my library. Oh, okay, Teresa. You have a question, yes. so that we can take next question session. We are looking for the answers to the question already asked, and we have reached the end of the hour. So no problem. We will definitely discuss your question, but remember and remind us next time, okay? All right. Okay. Who is the, okay. We I'm have, sorry. I think, Rick. I... That's the, okay. That's fine. No problem. Okay. Rick is up next. Uh, I thought I heard you call me. Um, yes, I believe Alice is right. That, that dot four and then your dot one or one two or passage indicator. Uh, yes, that is scripts. And I believe that means cursive or something like it. Um, there's another option too for, uh, where you have small capital letters and that, that's indicated by a dot four and then a numeric indicator and then your word character or passage and its terminator is analogous. You know, dot four numeric indicator dot three. So UEB gives you a lot of options. Okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah, and and Linda. Linda is our last hand. Okay. I am confirming yeah. that script means cursive, and I have seen several different font types that are cursive looking, cursive looking. So that's that's a definite. And as far as unsticking a key on an e-reader, if you get a Isopropyl alcohol on a and dampen a pad, a lint-free pad, and rub it over that key a few hundred times. You will probably be able to unstick it. Okay. All right. Perfect. Okay. So with that, I would like to end today's session. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Some of you already left. And next Thursday, we are going to have a poll star of the month, in which a participant will share his or her experience with learning and using Braille. And with that, we are reaching the end of the session today. I thank you everybody for joining, everybody for participating, and take care and see you next Thursday. Bye now.